Hi, I'm Sandy Gardner, and you're listening to Late Night Vacuum. Welcome to the Late Night Vacuum. We are back yet again with another episode of Late Night Vacuum. I am Grockies, one of the two wonderful hosts here. I have a less wonderful host sitting next to me, Dublar Thackeray. This time I'm going to disparage you. Um, go for it, sir. Disparage me away, for I am sleepy and I, and I do not care today. Uh, that, every that, word you say is like a song in my ear. That, me that's to the sleep. most I had less slightly less wonderful. That's that's a I can't even say that with a straight face. You are too gentlemanly. Go fuck yourself. Hey everybody. I hope you're well. Um before we continue, let's uh sync up on the count of three. One, two, three. Oh. Go fuck yourself. Oh, that's how so, the British say they care. Yeah. How are you, sir? I'm doing okay today. Sunny. It's warm. It's very warm out. It was supposed to be like 70 degrees today. They were only off by 10. It's 80. That's Fahrenheit to the UK listeners. We, we do numbers weird for our temperature. Yes, you do. Um, for me, I am awake. I am also asleep. I am so tired. It hurts. I've um, in the pre-show that Grakis and I do. We've he's just seen me yawn and yawn and yawn. He's seen more of the inside of my mouth than um, a lot of people have in a while. And there are jokes there. Damn uh, it! <laughs> Not just the joke, but you finally got me to yawn. I've been fighting that urge the whole time. Don't worry. I'll make you. I'll make you um, open yawn. my mouth wide. Uh, <laughs> We'll leave it for the audience to insert whatever they want into these moments. Um, so, Grakis, uh, we've got a few things to talk about in the world of Star Citizen. Uh, of we've, we, 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 you and I have had a, a couple of uh, 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 chat show interrupters, as it were. We've uh, have both had internet problems, so we've got a few things to cover. Uh, but before we do that, what have you been playing, sir? Uh, okay, since the last time, more Mass Effect Andromeda. I beat the story. No spoilers, so, but what did you think? I liked it. Um, hmm. The ending was a little bit anticlimactic to some degree. It was predictable. Yeah. It was a bit on the predictable side, but there was a warm fuzzy to it that was a sort of juxtaposition to Mass Effect's, oh God, we're all fucked. <laughs> So they yeah. sort of went hope instead of despair. Yeah, and um, yeah, the, and you can tell from that there was very much a tonal shift in the game. But but uh, that's kind of why I was feeling it was a massive. Still, it was still a mass effect. It still had its world. It still had its everything. But for me, it was the the more you played it, the more it became evident. You know, though without spoiling it, there is a little part at the end. Uh, after some of the stuff just just continue your playthrough and look at everything and listen to all audio stuff because there are things that come up that make you go oh yeah that's the mass effect moment i was waiting for yes um 
So Citizen Ryokan in chat says, still sets up for more games, which is nice. Completely agree. It did. Even though it was supposed to be a one-off, it, it's got stuff left. At the very least for big DLC, if yeah. not more. Yeah. And I honestly wouldn't mind more of it, except with working animations and polish. And there is an update which has improved things slightly, although uh, my rider now looks as if um, uh, they've, she's got poop in her pants when she runs, which wasn't what she had before, so it's going a bit weird for me. Yeah, some of the um, running animation's a little weird. Uh, though they did make it now, so, uh, oh God, uh, PB doesn't shoot herself with the gun in that one sequence. She's holding it the be correct honest, direction. With PB, I'd be okay if she shot herself. I was going to um, say, with those animations, it was correct the first time. But. <laughs> so, uh, so Rukin, uh is is chatting away. So, <coughs> uh, actually, one quick thing for people in chat. I've, it turns out that I'm not logged in to um, uh, Twitch on the machine I'm on, so I can't actually type in uh, and do any kind of quick text responses as I would normally do in chat. So, sorry about that. Um, says real kid is saying i like pb you shut your yappa i went the romantic path with her like the actual full thing on accident Uh, because it it gave the open-ended stuff early on Mm. and then it was like oh okay i'll keep going with the uh Uh, uh, oh i'm locked in um uh jalan sarah up her tree k-i-s-s-i-n-g that's all I'll say. I'm a jowl. I'm a jowl man. That was one of the paths that I was pursuing. Mm. Also with, um, oh God, what's her name? The sciencey. Uh, Cora. Cora, and then uh, the. Were you playing Tarian. male ship or female? Female. Okay. Um. So the yeah. So yes. 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 Yep. So Cora's available on that. Okay. Is she now? For Femship. Uh, or for Fem Rider. Sorry, Fem Rider. I didn't think Fem Rider could. Hey, Star Circle, I didn't think Fem Rider could actually uh, romance uh, Cora. The science officer? Uh, yeah, the original second in command. Yeah. Oh, no, no. Cora's the second in command. No, the science, per- the, the one on the bridge. Oh, yes, 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 yes. Okay, What's that makes her name? sense. Oh, I'm so God. bad with names. Yeah, well, there's quite a lot of them in this game. Yeah, no, she's equal opportunities. Um, Aznog is the only one that entered, so Aznog. Mm. Actually, from what I heard, she only will go with the female writer. Uh, Cora? No. Not Cora. The bridge girl. The uh, no, redhead no, with the no, action. Sh- oh, oh, hang on. No, I think you're right. Oh, God, I have to check. Uh, and Starsicle loves Vetra. Yeah, Vetra's awesome. Vetra's um, the Turian, right? Turian, yeah. Yeah, she was the other one that I was picking the flirting options with. Um, so, so we're getting some good feedback. People were saying you guys were right. I'm playing MEA at a friend's house on Saturday, and it's great. It's it's a lot of fun. Um, I mean, it's probably not going. I mean, it's it's one of those ones where I think if they had put, if they had put the polish in, um, it would have stood out. The, the re- this is why I was saying it's Mass Effect 3.5. It's not a Mass Effect 4 in that I don't think they've advanced any of the core mechanics bar the conversation tonal aspect, which I think is actually very, and very And verticality. Nice. 
and the verticality yes we talked about that and that was like such a huge thing but equally speaking they've they've not uh, reinvented anything it's not been like a complete regeneration yeah. um and i would expect that for probably what comes next because this is them um this is them creating a landscape where they could have other other episodes other 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 uh mass effect games uh without being tied to the continuity of um uh, an epic trilogy um so i think that's pretty pretty damn awesome um but yeah um i like the conversation system to a point say star circle but there's a decent change uh what I go for isn't what comes out of Ryder's mouth. I've actually, you know, I've actually had, um, and that's kind of vexing. I've actually had people I know mention that to me in person as well. There um, are times, but am I the only one who remembers the the original trilogy where you'd go, you'd select the equivalent of yes, I'd like a cup of tea, and the vocal comes out the equivalent of I fucked your mum. <laughs> um, um it's always kind of been that with, with bioware because there are options like that in uh star wars the old republic mmo where yeah. they had the conversation system which is actually kind of it, it's a step between mass effect and andromeda so they kind of played with it you could tell it kind of bled from that into andromeda it's it's very much the old republic and there were options in there where it was like light side you know i'll be happy to help and your voice comes out as I guess maybe, but you could all die anyway. And it's like the, the, the text on it is we've got this, we're going to fight through. And it's, you know, it comes out as eh, we're all fucking doomed. Now, what's interesting with that is, uh, I mean, you could probably ameliorate that with about 30 or 40 different line readings, which would then be factored in based on a weighting of the conversation points you've already been having to help under style, underline the tone that you actually have. But if, if it does underline the tone, but when the rest of the lines are all, we've got this, yeah, we're going in, eh, we're all doomed and we're fucked. And it's like, wh who plucked that line out of the fucking ether now, and plugged it in? What would be hilarious, well, not hilarious, what would be nice if that was then called on by the NPCs. But talking about the NPCs and Mass Effect, did you have any moments, because I'm very genuinely curious about this, because I don't know whether this was a true thing for me or uh like from a game mechanic um uh did you have the npcs respond in a way based upon the tone of the conversation that you've been using yes i think it, it influenced them yes it's quite nice what tones did you use uh sarcastic you know the the bottom left and top left so emotional and sarcastic most yeah of the time. I, that's kind of emotional casual sarcastic especially yeah. with um the uh, exile leader shall we say or it's your highness um Stasico is i'm currently um i just finished eos eos is the weakest of everything it's basically i i, I kind of described it to um uh, the, the, one of the reviews editors I, I, I worked with um, I kind of said it was like that Final Fantasy 17 hour um, tutorial that you aren't fully sure you're in a tutorial but it's basically with the wheels on it's the Midgar start yeah 
Yeah, um, I'm on my second playthrough. Um, EOS took is is absolute blistering once you know where to go. Um, and what I've been doing with my kind of second playthrough is I've been um, burning the main quest. Just do it, run here, do this, do this, do this. But I've been actually luxuriating in the side quests, doing a, a lot of the the pieces that I didn't do because I did some. I did a chunk of the loyalty missions on my first playthrough, and I did all various samplings. Um, but I, you know, I had to kind of, you know, in the was it sixty or eighty hours I had before I, my review came out. I just had to get to the end, and now I'm just kind of, I'm in a. a, a a, 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 a bukake of um, atmosphere uh, of 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 Mass Effect, so I'm kind of really enjoying that. Um, I've discovered something I missed in my first playthrough. Um, Grakis, did you get the storyline about the um, the AI saboteurs? Yes, I missed that in my first playthrough. Oh, you completely missed it. Yeah, I completely missed it in my pers- first. There's playthrough. two different endings for it too. Yeah, I did the nice one. I did the not nice one on accident. Oh dear God, man! And I saw that, and I went, "No, I wanted to. I wanted to reload my game and fix it." Like that was one of those things where I'm like, "Oh, oh no, this is not going to be good." But I was like, "I, I did it. I have to stay with it." These are the mistakes that my character made. This is such a beautiful callback, though. Um, Susan Ryokin and uh, Starcycle are in chat. Susan saying, I'm a completionist. Only have a couple of the tasks that don't track left on EOS. The other two planets I've completed have nothing left on them. Hmm. Um, mm. You think? <laughs> well, yeah. That, and and, and um, Starcycle says, yeah. Starcycle says, if I had the game here, I'd probably be grinding my face in the dirt, scanning every square inch. Pretty much. You end up doing that quite a bit, but th- there are some of the quests that are actually for the completionists out there. There are three quests that are broken depending on how you do them and in what order and can break your hundred percent. Oh, which ones? Just so it, um, provided you can do it without spoilers, just so people are without aware. spoilers. Um, one of the planets has one about herbalists, mm. um, also trying to retrieve medicine for them. If you oh. do it in the wrong order because you discover a certain location before another, it breaks it, it permanently marks it, and you're done. But it gives you no details on it and doesn't let you further the quest line, so you can never complete the whole thing. Mm. So there's that side quest. Is this the one on Voled? No. Because there's... um. Trying not to spoil planet names, but it's been out for a while now, so Kadara. Okay. So This is the Kadara one. I think we're okay to say planet names. Uh I will say to people and I oh, that pirate face patch, yeah. Uh, I, I will say that um on Voled, the ice planet that you can go to. Um one of them. The one of them. There's um a, a mission stuff. Yeah. There's a I'm I'm gonna speak carefully on this there's a mission uh, around uh, the asari and you're trying to find something um if you take out the ket at that location using um a sniper rifle and then you kind of interact with the objects or uh, once they're all dead 
there is a chance that you will have um, uh, an inactive object, so you can no longer progress down that path. That's so, another one. That happened to me, and I did have to... Uh, Load back. I, th I think Zizanryokin is actually saying the, the same thing. He's he, he, he mentioning the... A different term the thing yeah, and he had to look i had to load back but i only thankfully it was like there were i you know it was it was such a kind of direct thing it was kind of easy to load back um but it was like oh shit i never had that in my first playthrough there's another one on that planet where the npc you're supposed to interact with because that happens a lot you interact with npcs but this one you go out somewhere you interact with an npc there's cat this is a repeatable thing, so it doesn't spoil much. However, because of the pathing for that NPC, he runs through a rock under the world and stays there. And you can never finish the mission because oh, he can't I, interact I've, with him again. I've not had that. That's hilarious. Yep. He's like, I'm following you, and like ran right in through a rock and under the ground. And I'm like, what the hell? So I finished it, came back, and it he went to walk out of the rock and gets stuck. He can't walk through it, and you can't interact with him. So He's in I, an early grave tried to load back and he's he, like i tried to leave planet come back so nope it, it's just screwed and i'm like he screwed my progression now now uh, i've just kind of dropped the game because of that because i'm a completionist too oh so like, you, yeah you, oh you you broke my completion capabilities see if, you, see, if you can, see if you can get a good save file from someone i'd have to jump way back to do it oh shit um I know we got to talk about Star Citizen, but I am kind of curious about what was your, without again as much spoilers, uh, what was your fave Easter egg? Oh, my favorite Easter egg. Oh, go for the eyes. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I do like that. I do like the pets you get. Um, <laughs> mine, mine was actually um, uh, at the exile um, town uh, on the couch. I don't remember that one. Conrad. Who? Conrad's sister. I'm drawing a blank. Okay, so Conrad Werner uh, from. Mass Effect uh, thing is, you're my hero, Shepard. Oh, God. His sister is is in this game. <laughs> <laughs> and I thought, yes. I was quite happy. Um, but uh, anyhow, so... <laughs> Starsickle, be back later, face is tired. Hides under rock. <laughs> don't hide under a rock. You don't need to because everyone's already made that joke. Yeah. <laughs> oh, no. Uh, but it's good that they've put a patch out um, to try to address a few of the pieces. Um, I don't know if we talked about this prior, but I... Uh, oh, hang on. Sister Ring says, I like the two callbacks, the original ME, the uh, trilogy, the AI one, and the people kicked out of that one human group by the ILM. Yeah, there's a lot of nice callbacks. Um, what I was going to say, I kind of like the fact that they have kind of um, made a couple of cosmetic passes to improve a few bits and bobs. Um, but I was—I don't know if I said if we said this in the last podcast about the notion about why some of the animation was so bad. 
was that they did uh, like a low pass of animation just to get lip sync done with the belief that they would touch everything else up, but they then didn't because it was such a gigantuan task and they shipped as is, which is uh, one of those things. I mean, you can completely understand how this can happen. It's just that's something you wish you wouldn't happen. Um, so what Though in the, in the new one, I did check out the new patch. My writer now smi smiles like this because I managed to get a conversation with a smile. She squints her eyes and goes, mm, like, she's taking a crap that hurts. Yeah, you, with, with your facial hair, you look like a constipated squirrel. So does uh, my writer. Uh-huh. Um, uh, Starsicle is saying, oh, I did get back to Nexus on Saturday. The Cultural Exchange Center is so bath-worthy. Brain scrubbed stuff about all the races. I'm going That's to say the nothing, fun of it. I'm going to say nothing more about the Cultural Center. Depends um, how far you are with the memory missions. Um, uh, okay, so Grackies, once we've, we've chatted about that, but we've, we're here for some Star Citizen nonce. Yes, um, we are. It's been a fun um, week and a bit since we last kind of dove in. Um, we're going to kind of just kind of cherry pick and talk about what kind of stood out to us in this kind of uh, period. What's what stood out for you? Okay. Um stood out in a good way yeah the new drake stuff is shiny mm -hmm. give me cutlass that thing looks mean the yes those cutlasses look fantastic it looks like a gorilla about to punch you in the face yeah it does actually it's kind of got that kind of hunched muscle look yeah it's like <clears throat> it's like um uh what in the next great starship they had uh <laughs> They had a ship that had that kind of aggressive stance, and the new Cutlass redesign really reminds me of that, actually. Um, it's, and it shows what they could go for for the other ships once they get more polish passes, because we know that they, they now have it down to the point where the other ships are going to be outdated to an extent, some of the earlier ones, so we know they're going to go pass over things at least once more, probably, if not... Mm -hmm it'll just be an endless cycle like now the 2018 once the game's out there or the the 2019 like we might well, get that is different the skin versions well yeah. that is the plan i mean they are talking about um in the same way that cars are you'll get new editions and new models so we would expect to see ongoing refinement but we'll keep everything that we have in game as of the like, air quotes this point at a certain point but yeah, yeah. it's likely things are going to get at least one more before the in-game version that'll stay before they do the car model next version I'd, stuff. I'd be I'd be interested in that happening because I don't think we're going to see a revision for uh, anything by the, the previous versions. So anything coming out now, I think, is the final version. Yeah, I meant uh, the re anything out to this point. Like, the Retaliator probably is going to get another pass. That's a big ship to do it on, but it kind of needs it. Um, definitely the Aurora, the 300 series, the Hornet... Like anything that was out earlier on midway there, like the Drake line is probably the one that's set. Like we're good. We got the Drake line. Well, I stuff think, that comes out after this, we're good. I think the, the other only stuff, things, only thing. Well, no, I mean, I would think that the redos are going to happen for the 300 series and we are in for the Aurora series, uh, but I don't actually think we'll see a redo for anything else because we've already just had a subtle redo for the Hornet. 
Um, uh, Super Hornet still needs a more subtle. Well, yeah, I would I'll go with that. Um, Same with the tracker and the stealth. Yeah, um, Kaldrath says I'm curious how much this sizes the Endeavor up, the science ship, the Mengalator. Um, the Cutlass was supposed to be the upper end for the Endeavor landing bay. Um, the docking platform that they had it on in the image for the Cutlass sitting across from an old cutlass, both of them still fit on that platform. So even though it's stockier and thicker, you have to imagine that the landing bay would still allow for the cutlass to fit. Maybe they tweak the ceiling a little bit, but it shouldn't make it well, too it, much bigger. I would say for the cutlass red, at least, they'll need to have... Because uh, it's a hospital. Know. They, they yeah. have to have a way to have it land. It's an ambulance. yeah. yeah. Um, so that would be fun. So, um, so apart from um, the the Drake lineup, anything else flash by you? Oh my God, the the new schedule <laughs> thing that they mentioned. Uh, this was not yes. in an official Star Citizen uh, stream. The last week had Space Week. Yeah, Space Week presented by BNG basically on Twitch. So it was a whole week where a bunch of BNG streamers got front page. We showed off space and sci-fi games, talked about space. So we're hope hopefully get to make it annual and more BNG people get to you know show off space stuff. But one of the things was Bad News Baron got mm -hmm. to do an interview with a bunch of CIG people on his stream, and yeah. during his stream interviewing them it was talked about that a bunch of people were in town including like aaron roberts who showed up on stream to do the the 3-0 production schedule like actually lock in the main fleshed out full-on schedule and whenever they've had their schedules locked in mm -hmm. to that level of detail they really haven't been off by like a week at most those schedules have been on point so if we see a schedule in the next couple weeks, we could be looking at 3.0 within 60 days. Could be. Could be. I mean... Their schedules, yeah. typically because they're sprints, don't go beyond 60. Yeah. So I, I, I'm going. I'm in total agreement with you just because of the pattern of how we've seen them perform. Um, uh, and for me, it's like when they said that their intent was to go to 3.0, no interim. Because we did, we weren't sure were they going to do a 2.7 or or something. And it could have been entirely reasonable. Um, but they said their intent is not to. Doesn't mean that they're not going to. Uh, but, but that kind of implies that, um, you know, they'll only do something like that if circumstances decree it. So it'll be in the moment. So there's no plan to move that way. Yeah. Which, in, in essence, means they're moving towards 3 next. It seems like it would be a, okay, 3.0 needs X to be th done in three months. We need three months to do this one last thing for 3.0. So we can't do 3.0 without it. It'll be three months, which is outside of our scheduling scope. However, our economy will be online in three weeks. And we could yeah. give it to players, and we want them using it, and we could do it yeah. with the stuff we have now without the 3.0 stuff. They would want to do a 2.7. That gives us the economy mm -hmm. to actually take a look at it and play with it and get them early data and break it yeah. and get the, that ramped up. So that's where something like that would fall in. So I'm going to give a kind of a, a hypothesis and I'm going to actually riff off what Tom Neverwinter has just said in chat. Um, 
uh, CIG has been knocking out bugs, blockers, and behind-the-scenes stuff lately. I sense lots of content just building up too. Now, um, what's kind of interesting is that really 3.0 is a massive content, like an, an absolute insane level. But it's the, likely uh, going to be the biggest they ever drop. Yeah, but and Starsico is now talking about this about the iteration points because we were going to get 3.0 and then 3.1, 3.2, 3.3, 3.4. I think we're then moving into four. Maybe 3.4 was version four. Um, we've had a long run to a 3.0, longer than I think was anticipated by many people, yourself, myself, and I'm sure many people inside CAG and outside CIG, um, which then means uh, a lot of the content and functional stuff that the people were building out for those iterative points, how much of that was actually dependent upon a core release or how much of that was independent. Because if there's a level of independent, it means that um, we should expect a rather full 3.0 to come out. There is some that's independent. They've talked mm -hmm. about it on the side, which is some of the stuff from 3.1 that was planned has yeah. bled over into what would be 3.0 now because it was independent. Yeah. And they were able to pull it over because, hey, it's done. We'll just move it in. So we're probably going to get slammed with a whole lot more. Also expect because of that, because this is going to be, this is going to be like 2.0 over again. Mm. This is something that requires new mega map code, new net code, new planetary landing code, new loading code, new, like new, 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 new on a huge scale. And sorry, you went new, 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 new. And then I just started thinking of Ulysses 31, which is a, <laughs> which is a call back to the older people who are listening in. But it's on such a scale that remember two O's crash counters and timers mm -hmm. fully expect that on PTU for a while for anyone out there. When, when it finally does get beyond say evocati and gets to be streamed even, and people get to test it and show it off. Don't expect it to be playing nice at first. This, this is thing is going to have problems and we're going to slam the crap out of it until it works. And mm -hmm. once it does, yeah. holy shit. This is not going to be a smooth launch. It's going to be an exceptionally fun launch because mm -hmm. it will be, look, I'm on fire. Uh, but this this is going to be, um, uh, <laughs> people are going, Everything's fine. As Nog is saying, oh my God, oh my God, oh my God, we had a 15 minute session. Woohoo. You'd, so, <laughs> you'd be so lucky if you get 15 minutes. Um, but that's why we are, it's an alpha and that's why we test it and, and have it kind of feedback um uh, uh you know uh, it's buggy because it's development code and we help make it game code by putting it through its paces um you know for all the things that qa can do uh we're all walking examples of edge cases so <laughs> <laughs> you know uh, i exemplify that comment yep you are you are such an edge case and i mean that nicely um Oh, hang on. Starsicle, you've now got a quote for yourself. I'm going in backwards. I didn't even think it was physically possible. Um, yeah. Um, so, yeah, so I'm super excited by that. But you know what I'm even more excited about? Actually, I'm not. I think I'm that. What? Okay, so 3.0 is the beyond excitement level. But do you know where my excitement is also? Mm. Make a guess. 
player housing? Okay, we'll go with that for now. But yes, player housing. So it has been confirmed. And we'll put a link to, um, I think, the YouTube stream that Baron did in uh, uh, in the audio notes for the show. Twitch stream uh, now on YouTube. Yeah, Twitch stream now on YouTube. Um, basically looking at uh, player housing. So the intent is that we will have our own player housing. Um, and you and I were on the back channel and you basically erupted in joy. Um, mm -hmm. Tell us why you think it's so good. I, I called it first off. I called it when I, I yeah. first saw the, the side comments. I went, yep, they're doing player housing. And, well, that's not fully confirmed. No, they're going to be doing it. They said this. And the, the, yeah, but they haven't come out. And they're going to. And now Aaron came out and went, yeah, we're going to do that. We don't Not 3-0, but. We had yeah. a suspicion. Yeah, Now, we're actually, he did say we're going to do that. But uh, also that it wouldn't be customizable at first. But it's it going to be, be prefab, probably. Yeah, so. So with the Maybe. notion that it's you can customize it to a degree, though. Well, no, I mean, so the notion that we're going to have prefab um, followed by customizable uh, uh, ha uh, accommodation housing. So the way I interpreted that is three uh, O or after we can have prefab, but not then he didn't say three. Not 3 he said not three O. Did damn him. Damn his, damn his mancunian heart. In that same uh, answer, he said, don't expect shit. it in 3.0. Okay, it's but I thought, he said, I thought he said, I thought he said only expect 3.0 in relation to customizable. Uh, I think he was saying that in relation to all of the player housing. Okay, we'll take all the player housing. Um, um, but we're, I'm seeing people responding, going like, uh, EverQuest 2 housing, yes, yes, yes. Um, or more like than EQ2, Van... more like SWG. Honestly. Yeah. yeah. It, it's... It's going to be, if you could fly down to a planet and drop a box, you could also fly down to a planet, probably pull up your Moby Glass will be the way to do it, spend some credits and say, I want, say you have eight options and they're they're laid out slightly different. So you, you mm -hmm. scroll through and you go, oh, I like this layout. And you go, I want it there. And it, it drop a fly-in module gets dropped by whatever, an Argo or something. And it gets dropped off. It's just going to be that prefab. It'll probably use the same block system as the ship. It'll flag it in the debate. It's, oh, this is his structure. So the lock is assigned to you. And mm -hmm. then you can take those cargo containers that you would just drop on the ground in a hidden little spot instead into your building and drop them off inside, which also means you could do things like, I want a potted plant on this shelf. Well, uh, Kaldrath says player housing is at first is likely going to be people squatting. It's yours if you can keep it. Um, that's, I wouldn't necessarily agree with that just based on, uh, the 2.0 system. Um, but what I'm kind of wondering, and now this is again, stretching from what we've been told, uh, our hangers and everything were notionally, at least in spirit, I think, connected to, um, centers like spaceports and various kind of things, things where things are built up. Um, because that was all pre-procedurally generated planets. So now we've got procedurally generated planets. Conceivably, we could have a hangars or base areas that could be separate from uh, a, 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 like a hub, which means yeah. what would happen? How far would they have to go to basically uh, build 
some kind of a truck stop equivalent of a hangar system that could be modular, expandable, and be placed on a planet and then be where you originate from. Wouldn't take too much to do it, honestly. Yeah. Um, you would need the option to buy housing, so prefab housing, the mm -hmm. option to buy prefab landing zones that act as a hangar entrance, so it works as any other hangar entrance in code. You can just place it somewhere, and now it acts as essentially a hangar port. Uh, yeah. So it'll pull you into a hangar of a certain style. So prefab gets dropped off. Um, a refuel station, which would already exist and work in code in a certain way. You could refuel through a, yeah. once they have it, but refueling through a um, Starfarer. Yeah. You could use similar, I mean, the underlying the, stuff the is mechanics, all there. The mechanics are there. So, and then um, that is your hangar because you logged in like another hangar. So mm. the underlying, once they get those base elements, they could go plug it in and drop. And it wouldn't take a ton to do that on the back end and on the, like, it wouldn't take a huge amount. It would just be balancing mm. out. How do we let them place it somewhere? Do Does it work if they place it anywhere? How do we restrict this? How does it work how in long, the economy? How, how long like, a ramp should they have? Yeah, so there, there's, you know, little pieces and elements that have to be polished up. But overall, once you get certain elements working in the verse, it's not hard to plug and play and drop it in as a yeah. prefab item. It and won't because, be fully customizable, but it's going to be like prefab well, item. I mean, we only have spaceport well, type one for now. For well, players. I mean, no, no. I mean, look at it this way. Like you have an aero view hanger, right? So um, if they, <coughs> if they, um, we've, w the, the thing about the hangers is we, we experience the inside. We don't experience the outside. So if they shape the outside and they give it its relative dimensions, the actual dimensions, they could theoretically, with uh, a housing and living accommodation, place that on a planet, and that could be your hangar. And if you want to expand it, you expand a new modular component onto it that will reflect on the outside as the inside. Uh, differences being whether or not you embed things in mountains or rocks, in which case you have an asteroid hangar, the 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 the, the industrial hangar. Um, I think that, and that could be done in a way where we get our free hangers if you kind of got in at a certain time or whatnot, but you could equally rent these things. So these then becomes part of the, the economy module. I think, as you said, it's, it's very, very doable. And I would not be surprised if this is kind of where they want to go with this because it kills uh, several birds with one very well-designed stone. Um, and that would be awesome. Also, it would... Um, you know, you could. It would be kind of interesting if you're in the arse end of nowhere, and you then needed to kind of commute to um, the main hub, which would be kind of more realistic, to be honest, in yeah. my mind, because I live in I live in London, and yeah, I'd rather I'd rather live in the country. <laughs> the, um, but uh, what actually? Um, took my fancy and made me squee inside was uh, very Banu-like. No, that's right. Yeah. Um, I'm so Which happy. Banu thing? Uh, well, the Banu Defender in concept mm -hmm. um, and the, the weapon. There you go, have. yeah. Oh my the god. The Banu sniper rifle? Mm, the sniper mm. rifle for a ship. Yes. 
Um, so I've, shall we say, invested in this game. So I'm looking now, unfortunately, uh, to melt to replace rather than to buy. Um, and I do have a Cutlass Blue, and I know that the Cutlasses are looking lovely. But um, the moment that Banu Defender comes up, it's mine. There goes the blue there. And, but I've got the blue. You can play around with that. Then I can play around with your defender. We, between the two of us, yeah. we have so many different options to play with. So and then we we'll have, steal the rest. Yeah, so we have a, we have a, a, a military combat ship, um, which is uh, called the Banu Defender, which is quite interesting because the Banu typically don't have a, a, a standing military. They, they simply... Uh, adapt or you know just use utilize their current ships so i'm kind of interested in something that's been a declared a military vehicle or a combat vehicle um homeworld defense vehicle maybe something like that yeah um the implications are that it's going to be more than a single seater because the banu don't do anything in single um most banu most banu um, the first one we met he was a rogue. Um, the uh, but equally speaking, uh, the again the idea it's a space sniper rifle. Um, that says an awful lot about the play style and the kind of things you can do with it. Um, and I'm reading here. Um, Calderath is saying I'm hoping they will still eventually open up aliens for players. Benufio, Ferengi, and that's awesome. They, they had well, that's interesting because they they had um, uh, previously said that they would open up alien races further, further, further down the line, like well post live. So yeah. I could see th see that kind of happening. Um, but equally, I've always felt that the Banu weren't um, Ferengi. I just took them as mercantile traders with an appreciation of art. But I think I'm also missing a lot of the other side of it, which is like um, their indentured servitude um, and, uh, you know, the entire notion of um, doing deals and counterfeits and ripping people off. So uh, I, I know that the Banu Defender, I think, is being held back by a couple of weeks so they can get some law written up to kind of accompany it and give us a feel for the Banu. So I've been in game a uh, filthy Banu lover. So I'm kind of curious as to um, how much the Banu would have shat on their side of the bed. Um, and am yeah. I, Or am I, am I going to have to sleep in the wet spot? Um, so it's going to be quite interesting. Half dry, that. half wet. But um, because... I, I, I don't mind things with a dark undercurrent, far from it, in fact. But I am kind of curious how they're going to play it. Is it going to be um, the Banu with a, you know, their gracious side and then here's everything that can happen behind that to make that happen? Or is it going to be, um, you know, is it, you know what, what's the front that they, you know, that they typically give? Or do they even care? Because... I I'm actually picturing um, the Benu as something from the Nine Hells, exceptionally charming, but never sign a contract. 
Yes. Uh, do you know what? As Grackies know, I'm I'm lawful evil all the way. Um, and yeah, the Banu could easily be lawful evil. They kind of feel that way sometimes. I'm it's, okay with that. Yeah, I'm I'm thinking that's that's the picture I have. Let's see in the next couple of weeks if that picture is true. Um, if it is true, you may find me unable to speak, and I'll just be smiling um, <laughs> the whole time. Um, but yeah, no. So I am really excited for that. Um, also because it's uh, alien law. Um, we've had we've we've seen and experienced so much Earth law. Um, and I'm kind of really excited to see um, more about the Banu, more about our first contact friends. Um, so Starsicle says, from the recent lawmakers, it seems the Suli are very brutal in some places because they are all local authorities and there's no central governing values or structure. The Banu uh, contribute only to the flotilla defenses and the Sulis are just local tyrants. Uh, they could be gracious or nice, but that's how much up to them. I don't think any of them would be Sully without being brutal. It's kind of interesting in that regards because it reminds me more of a feudal system, um, which is actually quite Japanese. Um, yeah, it, it does have that a little bit, despite the... Well, no, I mean, even in, even in modern day Japan, um, it actually is still fairly feudal. Um, so mm. put, on, put on my glasses, be very nerdy. Um, so Japan has the habit of companies building towns, uh, for people to work in, uh, to live in while they work. So they will own the accommodation, they'll own these various things. And these municipalities are basically, you know, so kind of heavily connected to the local business or local economy that, uh, there's an implicit feudalist structure, um, even in modern day. I am hugely paraphrasing, but, um, uh, but that's that. So that's like the, the 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 tree that kind of fades or whatever, and and people kind of remember it, and it's the aspect, and it still kind of feeds into the structure of the lives people have created for themselves. Um, but yeah, so it still kind of exists. Um, but yeah, I do like the Suli idea, um, to be honest. So yeah, that feudal um, were leaders of this kind of group. We've 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 cornered the market in this. Um, the example given in the recent lawmakers was around Satabol and the Banu are just obsessed with it. Um, mm. And so uh, one of the Suli, one of the feudal clans were, um, I'm going to use the quotes, air quotes, master counterfeiters. So they'd been um, uh, uh, basically uh, making counterfeit tickets for Satabol that takes place in the Banu uh, uh, system, as it were. Um, and uh, the Suli who kind of run um, the Satabal ring there, that kind of system, are very upset about these counterfeit tickets. Not because the tickets are counterfeit, but because they're not good enough. <laughs> <laughs> they were caught as counterfeit, basically. Exactly. And, there's a, and they're making an awful lot of counterfeit tickets, which is looking bad. So um, there may be a, a, a tussle if between If you're going to do crime, do it right. Exactly. So it was a very good episode. Um, so uh, what else have you been seeing, Grackies? Oh, my God. Uh, now we have 262 out with the yep. Bucky. 
Has two, hasn't two six three come out now as well? Uh, two six three, I think, just came out, maybe, mm. which was uh, hot fixes mostly yeah. and patching. Um, there are still some bugs. There are some shield bugs where things don't die as easy anymore. Even even small ships. There there. It seems that time to kill has changed, but it's kind of it's awkward and somewhat all over the place. Like mm. I I had a three size three and a size four gun super hornet set up and went into pirate swarm popped an n50 and landed all my shots on it and just kept the panthers going and kept nailing this m50 with the size four oh, shot after shot and it was it. like um how is it not dead yet it was like yellow still in my in my radar thing and i'd landed at least six shots with that size four and i'm like yeah. the size four alone should have split this thing in half by now I love the Panthers. They are just beasts of a gun. So something, something's a little different. They, they, it seems they adjusted time to kill, maybe and over adjusted or or did something. It, well, it's, it's kind of it's off. They bit. still what kind of uh, is the thing? They still don't have armor in place. Uh, so they kind of do. It's uh, a base value underneath yeah, the Super Hornet has a value. base value. Yeah, it's not yeah. true armor. It doesn't really change the mass, except for it's just designer numbers being played with. So it's Starsicle, not actually an item. Starsicle says, yep, the shield bug is really, really bad. It's most noticeable on four-sided shields. Like so the Super the Hornet. The, the better the shield and the more of them you have, the more noticeable it is. So Super mm. Hornets right now are basically, you don't die. It's just like, keep, you know, hurt me more. Well, I'm keeping that as a sound bite. Um, <laughs> what's kind of fun for me is that um, I, I haven't played uh, Star Citizen for a wee bit. I'm actually still wanting to complete my, my Andromeda playthrough and then I'll get back on this in the saddle. Uh, but uh, you've been doing head tracking. Yes, yes. Track IR with a couple of tweaks to it um, is back in essentially the way it was. There is limitations as to how far you can move your head now, but mm. the helmet still isn't synced up. So I, I honestly don't recommend it in like Star Marine, for example, because your HUD is based on where your helmet is. And if your head's floating around, tracking your HUD is really tough without the helmet movement. However, while flying, it can be really, really nice. Uh, you only catch edges of the helmet. If you look, you see right through it. So they made the interior more see-through for your camera eye perspective. Mm. And it's fun to do it. Uh, head tracking for shooting is still a little tough. It takes a lot of work and getting used to. I personally, would, because I'm joystick flyer, would use it to look around and keep observation and probably fly with fixed guns because you get more punch. Mm, mm, mm. But it's nice being able to just track a target with your head. Like, you turn your head a bit and snap, and you're watching the screen, your head moves up, and now you can see where the hell they went, and you jam the sticks to follow it, rather than being like, where the hell are they, and taking a while to look around. Like, it feels fighter pilot. It feels really good turning Very your head. Very immersive. To, like, oh shit, they moved to my side. It, like, you, you get that feeling of really looking around your cockpit searching for the target when the radars are so close and so clustered and you've got missiles flying around so it's hard to just track the radar and look for that 
faint mm. orange arrow. Sometimes it's easier just to look around with your head and then you see your target. It's so it's really fun. I, I have track IR as well, but I'm actually not going to apply it because um, I also picked up a Toby 4C eye tracker. Um, eBay, you are a beautiful, beautiful thing. Um, so I got, I got it for like 60% off. Um, and for those that don't know, it's a strip that you put on the base of your monitor and it then stares at you um, and watches everything that you do and then uh, has a live journal, which it blogs about. It uh, basically follows your eye movements, um, and uh, I've seen I found videos on how to set up within Star Citizen because it's not automatically supported. So I'm going to kind of give that a, a go, and then realize that I probably have eye flicker like ADD disorder or something, and I'm basically going to spaz myself senseless. But Though it, it is really fun. It is really tough to use those while streaming, just to say. Because if you look off to chat, all of a sudden it's like, head flick, head flick, head flick. Yeah. And it's it's, it's like, is it's your pilot trying to open the side window to puke? Because, like that. Um, uh, so talking about some of uh, the 2.6, Kaldrath is saying, I noticed after 2.6 that I had to really pinpoint hits. Cutlasses would break apart, uh, but not explode. Gladiuses would explode nearly immediately if you aimed at the neck. So um, what kind of pips are you using, Grakis? I always uh, forget to ask you. Lag pips, I'm pretty sure. Yeah, mm. lag pips. Yeah, I, I need to kind of re-familiarize myself with what I should and be if using. You, I, yeah, like you said, for the Gladius, if you catch it at the neck or right at the engines, you can bust through. Um mm. The neck is because that's kind of where the power plant is on the thing. It's like in, you start hitting in that section, but you still have to land a lot of shots to bust through the hull even to catch it. And yeah. that's because you're catching a different section of the shields. I think it's the front shield on all of them that's ridiculous now. And when an M50 is just jousting you over and over again at high speed, then flipping and jousting again, you can't bust through that front shield. It's just annoying as it'll get out. Not to mention sabers. Fucking sabers. Fucking sabers. Um, so, um, much else that you saw? Oh, God. Um, th those are the primary things. I mean, seeing 3-0, player housing, new Cutlass finally coming up. Not the blue and red yet, but I can't wait to see what those look like. Uh, dear God, I mean, the Bucky, there you've got patches coming up. This is a lot of stuff. The The lighting passes have been looking really great. Um, the fact that uh, the capital ships are in engine. Um, well, you they've know. They've kind of been nice. in engine, though. In it, engine it's nice to while, hear it, but... but they've been in engine for a while. So Yeah, I know, but just nice <laughs> to hear it. Um, yeah, I think now, that may... did they mean Go all on. the capital ships? Well, they didn't say specifically what capital ships. I know. They didn't specify, and they said the capital ships are an engine. Does that mean the kingship? Oh, please. Or, or the yeah. driller. My, my mind went to Vanduul capital mm -hmm. ships in engine, and it went, ha, oh, um, yeah, because I, I am terrified of a kingship popping into a driller. I, I figured that with some work could be taken out. It's going to be a hard fight. People could take down. You know how big the drillers are. 
Yes, but I think I, I, I feel like with not one person, but a group of people focusing right and hitting the right spots could do some damage to Sable and get away or work a driller. A kingship is we send everybody now and we're probably most of us going to die. It's going to look like the attack on the Death Star. It's World War One. Everybody get out of the trenches at the same time and walk towards the enemy. More like run and sprint towards the enemy. We will get mowed down. Um, the, what, yeah, I mean, for me, it's just a case of this is, this is a, a really nice batch of, of lovely updates we got from CIG. Um, uh, we've, there's a difference between getting ships out for us to play with, like the Buccaneer, which has, has gone very swimmingly. Uh, but just kind of seeing their techniques and approaches and how they're looking at uh, reusable uh, prefab modeling for interiors of, sh of stations, uh, like with the truck stops, um, how they're looking at the weathering aspect. Now, um, the, what I, I did see one YouTube commentator who was looking at some of this stuff raised the interesting question of, great they've we've got all this kind of diversity but then what's the purpose for me being there mm -hmm. um and i think that is something that will need to be that's the new in, mission system yeah it will be need to be yeah it will need to be answered in a couple of ways one which is uh the the mission system and 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 so forth that makes things feel you un as unique as you can um but a lot a lot of that will come also down to our own investment um I still remember um, the difference between <laughs> talking about Mass Effect, Mass Effect One, and Mass Effect Two for the side mission investigations, where uh, Mass Effect One was just the reused um, object again and again and again, versus something that wasn't, but almost certainly was. It was just a reskin and a reapproach, and they f they felt like night and day. But um, we're going to have to want and be invested in that, and that will come through the mission system and our own sense of curiosity. Um, uh, so I'm, I'm really kind of interested in that. Um, but yeah, I've had a brain fart. You can't tell, can you? Nope, not at all. Can't tell. Good. There, there was another thing though, that I forgot to say that was yeah, sort yeah. of like a side mention and it's going to take them some time to do it, but they're overhauling the website. Oh yes. Turbulent oh. talked about that. It's not just Spectrum stuff, but they talked about a website overhaul. And I, I, I heard that one mention and I went fucking finally, because honestly, the website is so painful for any new users. So many new users go there and will purchase a standalone ship or the wrong pack. Like it is not friendly. It really isn't. And to hear yeah. them reworking it, it's like, thank you. Think we this needs to be friendly to people that don't know anything about this and don't have someone on Twitch hand holding them through the website. I want to uh, follow on from that, and then I want to kind of um, go back in the chat because Nikolai has raised an interesting observation or question. But um, so people are aware, um, the fourteenth is the last day of the old forums. So on the fourteenth of April, they are getting shuttered. Four um, days from yeah. right now from right now we are not going to have uh, contents moved across and i applaud them for that because i've worked in forum stuff and it's a fucking nightmare um they're just going to simply sh uh, archive what is currently there 
co copy the ex the existing structure so we've got all those same places and everybody starts posting as new uh but uh four days before the old forum shut down um nikolai von imhoff says but currently wouldn't the driller be more or less their main ships with the king ship probably only being one of its kind well that at least that is more how i would see it so um the vandu clans are basically uh the success of the clan um comes through cooperation and uh uh, a most successful clan with the most cooperation has enough materials to build a kingship. So um, a, a kingships, there can be more than one, but it, it reflects the strength of the Vandal clan. It's, to put it into easy UEE terms, it's Driller is an Idris versus the kingship Bengal. It, mm. It's large. It takes a lot of resources to make it, as he said. It's a success thing. But it's not impossible. And we know of, I think, 13 total because we called the 13th one that we found and grabbed because it was, for whatever reason, derelict. Uh, and we were able to get our hands on it 13 for that reason. I think it was the 13th one found. So mm -hmm. we, we know of multiple out there. There are more than one that exists. They aren't prominent, but when they show up, there's a reason they aren't prominent. When they show up, it's bad. Because that thing is a huge amount of resources put into a hell beast. One of the one of the other things to kind of bear in mind is that because we're the defenders and not the attackers, it effectively means that all our military resources are are spread across our systems. Whereas all they need to do is concentrate their resources in one area. Um, and that's where that's where we come to diffs. Um uh, and the thing I love and the thing I hope will happen is that they'll have more jump points than we will have, and we're fucked. I think they have different nav abilities than we do. Like, they, they've got things plotted out a little bit more so. And yeah. if we can grab that data, we're going to find out a whole lot more info. So, it, yeah, I mean, you know, if, um, worse, if, if Terra, for example, is, or Soul is six jump points from... Um, uh, uh, Vandul space uh, that's based on our nav not their nav so I expect some pant shits to happen when shit gets real uh, um, and that'll be good fun um, so though our earth is... defense platforms I honestly with how much mm. we built it up I don't see one king ship being able to do a huge amount of damage to us Unless, unless we have a Vandal Sympathizer who turns off the Earth defenses. Yeah, that would be a Terran terrorist. A terrorist. A terrorist. My name, my name is Baltar. <laughs> um, okay, so I think that's us in Krakis. Unless anything from your side? Mm, nope. Nope. Um, I was going to say something. I cannot remember what the fuck was I going to say. Ah, shit. It'll come to me. Probably as I sleep. I'll wake up screaming it. So, Grackies, my ever-lovable love muffin, um, where can we find you? You can find me, as always, on twitch.tv slash Grackies, G-R-A-K-E-E-S, as well as Twitter, YouTube, and so on. So, look for the name Grackies, and you will find me. And you can find me at twitch.tv slash Dubla Thackery. That's D-O-U-B-L-A-R-T-H-A-C-K-E-R-Y. 
Um, and with that, we look forward to seeing you all in our next episode where we're going to talk a whole bunch of nonsense and probably insult each other in a very lovely, friendly way. Go fuck yourself. Up yours, sir. Take care, everyone. Bye. Bye. If you like what you heard, please do feel free to follow us. We also do video stuff as well. And give us a review on iTunes. It doesn't matter if it's good, bad, or just indifferent. We want to hear what you have to think. Well, not everything you have to think. I mean, that, that could be a lot. <laughs>